In today's episode, we're speaking once again to the amazing Jonathan Jay. Jonathan is an acquisition and business strategist with 31 years of business experience since the age of 19. He's a multi-million pound um, exit from the sale of Coaching Academy in um, 2007 and and, uh, the Marketing Guild in 2017. However, he first sold a business in 1999 and bought a distressed business in 2005. These early year experiences have shaped the way he thinks about business for ever and currently he is growing another group of via acquisitions in child care sector welcome nurseries and has made over 15 50 50 acquisitions since june 2019 and we are recording this in may 2022 and has become the fifth largest nursery group in the uk and today jonathan is talking to us about why buying a business how sorry how buying a business is better and how you can buy a business without risking your own capital interesting yeah let's find out Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And once again, we have the amazing, the wonderful, the fabulous Jonathan Jay. Welcome, Jonathan. Hi, good to, good to be here. <laughs> wonderful, Jonathan. Jonathan, everyone's heard once again how amazing you are. But please, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. So uh, I do a couple of things. Um, but the, the one that we're going to be talking about today is how to buy a business uh, without risking your own cash and why buying a business is uh, a lot better than starting one from scratch. Absolutely. And this is one of my favorite topics. This is, um, and just to say, um, I'm extra happy today because Jonathan is my mentor. So I've actually joined his mastermind and I think it's fabulous. I'm, I'm really having a great time there. So Jonathan, I mean, I know why buying business is amazing, but what, tell us, you know, if someone says to you, well, Jonathan, why would I want to go and buy a business? Why wouldn't I might as well just start a business myself? Isn't it easier to start it myself and make sure I don't have any problems and other things? What would you say to that? Because that's a concept that I had in my mind. Why would okay. I buy a law firm? I might as well just, you know, create a start one from scratch. So so I've done both. So um, I've started a business from nothing where it starts off as an idea and then it becomes a, a website uh, and then eventually you get your first customer, very exciting, get your first customer, you sell something. Um, and and then uh, after the sort of the honeymoon period of excitement, uh, the reality bites that you've got to keep finding customers every day. Um, and then you didn't actually work out how much your bills were going to be. So now you've got more money going out than money coming in. Uh, and then you spend three years struggling like that. And it may or may not take off. And there's that living on the edge uh, on a daily basis. So I've done all of that. So I know what that is like. Uh, And then there's the alternative, which is buying a business that's up and running. Uh, It has staff and it has offices and it has a website and it has marketing and it has cash flow and the Mm -hmm. cash flow is positive and it makes money every month for the current owner. And when you buy it, it makes money every month for you, the new owner. Now, 
it's a lot faster. Uh, it doesn't require the pain of will it work, won't it work? We know it works and it's worked for the last 20 years for someone else. And as long as you keep on doing the same thing and you don't change too much, it's going to work for you too. It might even work better for you. Mm. Uh, so you've now got something that produces money from day one rather than cross your fingers and hope it will produce money one day. So when you put the two side by side and make a comparison, you can see that financially it is far better to buy an existing business. Now, there are exceptions. The exceptions are the people who have an idea for some new invention or some new thing. And yeah, there isn't a business like that to buy. I mean, if you want to start a florist, well, you can go and buy an existing florist. If you want to start a furniture shop, go and buy an existing furniture shop. But if you've got some crazy technological idea, um, then quite possibly uh, you'd have to start that from scratch. But we're not really talking about inventors here. We're talking yeah. not people who invent things. We're talking about people who want to be in business. People say, well, but surely to buy a business is going to cost you money. Well, to start a business costs money as well. But we can buy a business uh, without using our own cash, if you know how to do that, uh, which means that, um, in fact, actually, it can cost a lot less to have a to buy a business that produces positive cash flow from day one than it can to invest money in website uh, and all the stuff that gets a business going um, when you do something from scratch. So this leads me on to the next question, because I know a lot of people will be asking, really, Jonathan, can you actually buy a business um, without any of your money or very, you know, in a, in a very small, in a small amount of money? Is it even, you know, is it feasible? And why would someone sell their profitable business to you, um, you know, for pennies and the dollars? It doesn't make sense to me. So what would you say to that? Well, they're both very good questions. Let me answer those. So there is an assumption that if someone's going to sell their business, they're going to sell it for top dollar. And that's probably because that's what we would want to do, isn't it? We sell the business, we want to sell it for top dollar. But uh, we're talking slightly hypothetically when we say, oh, if we had a business, we'd sell it for millions of pounds. Because you're probably saying that without that business actually existing. It's just an idea that we have that if we had a business that's successful, we'd sell it for millions of pounds. But what you haven't considered is the business owner who has been doing it for 15, 20 years um, and uh, is uh, is now 70 years old and is now running out of energy uh, and has had has been beaten up by two years of the pandemic and uh, has a bit of bad luck with some staffing. So there's been some personality issues and they don't enjoy going into their own office anymore. Um, they've lost a customer. You know, they've gained some as well, but they lost a customer and that kind of was a bit of a body blow. And they, they you know, so they, they're not in love with the business. Now, they've done all right over the last 20 years. They've made some money because it's a profitable business. Uh, so now selling the business is not about making more money. Um, it's about getting rid of the stress. It's about getting rid of all the things that they don't enjoy. You know, the member of staff that they feel looks at them in a strange way every day or the the, the customers that always seem to have an issue with something. And, you know, all of these things build up. You do it day after day, week after week, year after year. And it's all about getting out of that scenario. Mm -hmm. So money is actually further down the list than you'd expect. For many business owners who want to get out of their business, it's about getting out of their business, not getting out of their business and making a lot of money. So that means that there are opportunities where we can buy businesses that are perfectly good, solid, profitable businesses where money is not the highest on the list of requirements for the seller, which is probably good for us if we're starting from the point of not having a lot of money 
in the first place. And we've all been there. We've all been through periods where we haven't had a lot of money. So we have to be therefore more creative. Now, if you want to go around writing checks to buy businesses because you've got 50 million pounds in the bank, then you can do that as well. But that isn't the majority of people. The majority of us have to be creative. And I, I love that. I think I think a lot of the time it's not that you don't have money. A lot of the time your your money is tied up in, in other assets or investments yeah. or and so forth. Yeah. And it's not um, and for tax purposes as well, it's sometimes not uh, convenient to pull money out. Uh, because if you are buying something with your money, then you have to show where the money comes from. You, ha- it has, you have to pay tax on it beforehand. Um, and there's various other things yeah. can go into it, as I found, because uh, I was trying to do, I was trying to find the easy route. But coming back to this idea, you know, what, how, it, I think the, I think the first question is, well, is there businesses around? And then secondly, well, what kind of businesses should I buy then, Jonathan? If I, if I think if there's loads of businesses around here and there are so many. What kind of businesses would you recommend that I look into? Because I don't have much experience. I've been, for example, that most of the people who are listening to this podcast are either because I'm from a corporate background, that either from a corporate background thinking of having another business or have transitioned over and have a business and got a job or have fully transitioned over and are now entrepreneurs and are looking to expand their portfolio and having other businesses. So tell us, you know, you know, you know how how what what business should i look at what should i think is feasible etc well it's a very simple answer surely the best business to buy always has to be one that you understand Mm. because if you don't understand it well that's a kind of steep learning curve so you've got to learn how to buy the business and you've got to learn the business that you bought Mm. Uh, and and i think that's probably where things could go wrong so why not buy something that you understand for example I have no understanding of technology whatsoever. I have no interest. I have um, drawers full of electronics that I thought were a good idea to buy. And then I take it out. I can't read the instructions. I can't understand the instructions. Uh, I tap a few buttons. It doesn't work. It goes into, into the drawer. And I remind myself, Jonathan, never buy anything that has any electronics involved. Even though it looks like an incredible gadget, don't buy it. It's just not my thing. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do understand Simple businesses. I understand businesses where people pay for something, you give them the product or the service, uh, and 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 then you find someone else, you give them something, and they pay for it. And so I understand those very simple businesses. So I I stick to simple businesses. I got one of the largest nursery school groups in the UK. Not suggesting it's a simple business. There's a lot of complexities behind the scene, but the principle is very simple. Because at that point, when I started buying these, I was um, my daughter was at nursery uh, and I saw it from the customer perspective um, and uh, and now I see it from the owner's perspective. I'm very pleased to be surrounded by people with all the right qualifications and all of those things. And we've got one of the largest nursery groups in the UK as a, as a result of that. But the bottom line is, if you don't understand it, don't buy it. Or, or you don't understand it, but you can learn it really quickly. Mm. Let me give an example, coffee shops. Now, I'm a frequenter of many coffee shops in the area of London that I live in. Um, and uh, I see it from a customer perspective. Now, if I wanted to buy a coffee shop, I would understand there's got to be a whole thing around ordering food and cough, coffee. <laughs> and um, you know, are the coffee machines leased or are they owned? How are they maintained? So there's a whole bunch of things I know that I'd have to learn. Uh, so I'd have to learn all those things, maybe by sitting down with the owner of a coffee shop and saying, teach me, just tell me everything, tell me everything you know about, about coffee shops. I'm thinking of buying one. Help me out here. And I might discover that it's not something I want to do, or I might discover, you know, something, I get that. Um, one of the people who's been on my mastermind has actually written some books on on making coffee shops successful, because that's his background. Uh, so out of interest, because he was on 
as a client of mine, I thought I'd go and buy his books. I went and bought his books. And uh, and you could read those two or three books all about owning a coffee shop. And by the end of the weekend, you could know all about what it takes to own a coffee shop. So you can educate yourself. So what I always say, sorry, it's a long answer to a very simple question. Buy a business that you understand or you can learn quickly or someone else can can guide you through. But the key thing is you're not buying a job. So when you buy the business, you're not going to go and work there. I mean, yeah, I'm talking to you today uh, and I've got nursery schools all over the UK, mostly in the north of England. And there are managers and there are deputies and there are third in charge. And we've got hundreds. We've got hundreds and hundreds of staff working right now at this moment in time. Um, but because I have a management structure, and I don't do it myself. Uh, I've got the free time to talk to you today. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. I think this is key. I think that one of the biggest hurdles that I think corporate people come from the corporate world come into is they leave their corporate job and they think they're building a business but they get a they get a job from themselves they start get self-employment they actually become their own employees and they work in the business and then the idea because I remember I'm because you opened up this mind to me so I really want to say this to you I have I my intuition is very very sharp and I get these nudges and I know I hold on to them but then I argue back with them like oh we all do argue back like no I don't want to this I'm a lawyer qualified in three jurisdictions. And I've had this idea that I should go back into law, but I've been fighting with it. I was like, I hate law. It was the most boring thing, even though I was very good at it. I just couldn't mention it. When I remember the very very first one we came into, and I actually asked you, like, what do I think? And you're like, why not law firms? I'm like, ah, okay. It means I can buy a law firm without working in it because the idea of working as a lawyer God, my God, it, it, it literally is a punch to my stomach. It's just that that kind of uh, sort of yeah, scenario. Sure, sure. But I could own one and I could have lawyers work in that. Yes. And because I'm qualified and a member of the Law Society, other lawyers will sell me their law firms because I am qualified. And mm-hmm. because I'm qualified in, in the US, it gives me the possibility of having international law firms as well, yet without having to work in. Now, this is a concept that was foreign to me until you said to me, why not? Even though I knew about it, I knew this could happen before, but it was you who brought it to my attention. Why not this? And light bulbs went up. I don't have to work inside the law firm. I can just own one or multiple, as the case may yes. be. Yes. I think this is a big paradigm shift that a lot of corporate, really highly intelligent who people who earn multi-six figures in the corporate jobs, but jobs have to sort of come out of and unlearn they no longer have a job. They now to have, have to have team to do the job because they are now business owners. How often do you find this distinction as a very big distinction to teach to your uh, to your people? What the, the distinction between working being an employee in- inside and yeah, being so, an employer? Yeah. And and I and I think that if someone comes from a, an employed background and wants to buy a business, they actually automatically assume that that's where they're going to turn up every day and that's where they're going to work. Um, Because I think, because that's what they've always done. If you've done that for 20 years, you think, well, you mean I don't go there? (laughs) So I own this business, but I don't go there, but that doesn't work. Um, But it does work because that's the only way you can get any sort of scale. Um, If I had to go and 
be the manager of a nursery, heaven forbid. I mean, I can't imagine me really having that sort of set of skills at all. But if I did, then I'd only have one nursery school rather than 48. So there, so so it, it it prevents you doing stuff. You become the blockage in your own life. So it's all about leveraging other people's knowledge, skills, yeah, skills and expertise, and enthusiasm and energy and time to to do that. Uh, and the more and the better you do that, the better you can grow your empire, uh, if that's what it is that you want to do. Than if you're trying to do it all yourself. I, I see so many people get stuck because they try and do it all themselves or they and they buy a business and they want to do it all themselves and i don't know why people have that idea in their head maybe they just want to prove that they can do it all i don't i don't i don't know or they 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 want to control everything they want to uh, so there's different mentalities as to why people do these things but you need to start thinking of yourself as an investor mm. if you think of yourself as an investor rather than a business owner uh, mm. then investors don't go and work in the business do they you, know, you go and yeah. buy some shares in a company just down the road here is um uh, we've got ebay offices just here and uh, what's the other one well let's take ebay as an example now i i could go and buy some shares in ebay uh, but i'm not going to turn up for work there tomorrow morning um, mm-hmm. because you don't think of it like that so think of yourself as an investor when you buy a business uh, rather than someone who goes and operates it I think this is a very, very big distinction to have. Again, it's a mindset shift, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's yeah. that. And I think a lot of the time that I've been, you know, in the last four or five months that I've been with yourself and even as a business owner for the last six years or five years, what I found is a lot of it is mindset shift. Every day on the job when you're learning, you're, you're not actually learning skill sets because a lot of them you can outsource you are developing your mindset. Okay, I can do this and I can do it this way and I can do it that way. And learning to delegate is one of the biggest skills that we as business owners have to acquire. I found initially I wanted to do this and I want to do this and I, oh no, it's so difficult. Let me just do it for you. Now I'm happy to delegate and explain maybe multiple times how something needs to be done, but delegate. I think that's one of the biggest factors that we as um, if you want to have more than one businesses to be able to do because there's only 24 hours yeah this is the thing so so let me give you my my uh, analogy here that um, hopefully will resonate with your your listeners so I think most people are familiar with the uh, the acronym DOA if you've watched any sort of crime on television you know that DOA stands for dead on arrival mm-hmm. so this is where you know the ambulance turns up um, they pronounce you, they put you in the back of the ambulance, they pronounce you dead on arrival at, at hospital. And I had a client years ago who told me, he said one day, he said, they're going to have to carry me from behind my desk because I work so hard. They're going to carry me from my, my desk. I'll be dead on arrival. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to expire at work. Um, I'm not quite sure why he was so proud of that, but, uh, but that, that was that's a terrible outcome, isn't it? A ter- terrible outcome. Uh, and, I th- and I thought about what could stop you being DOA and I thought, well, actually, what could stop you being DOA is also DOA, but a different acronym. D standing for delegate, mm. O standing for outsource, and A standing for automate. So mm. I approach everything with DOA. How can I delegate it? How can I outsource it? Or how can I automate it? And I work on the premise that if you DOA everything in your life, delegate, outsource, automate, then you will not be dead on arrival <laughs> at, at, at the at the end of a tough week 
Yeah, I, th- I think that's it. I love that. I have not heard that before, actually. I, I love oh, that. Delegate. Uh, that's also, original um, original uh, thing from me, that's why. Yeah, that, that is DOA. <laughs> I have heard the, the other one, but not the one that I think I, I, I quite like. I think that's how you need to approach all areas of your life. I think that you're, that's not just business, but all areas of your life. I think a lot of the time we are, um, especially, I don't know about dads, but I know about moms, so, you know, a lot of moms, working moms as well, they are doing multiple t- um, tasks simultaneously while being a full-time mother. So I always say moms are full-time moms. I'm a full-time mom and part-time business owner. But you have to delegate uh, a lot of things in your life. Um, yes. that's, that comes, that's some of the conversation at the time, you know, the, 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 the sort of programming we have that we can't delegate, we have to do everything else ourselves as women. Yes. That's another the story. But as becoming better business owners, now, now this is interesting. What have you found um, in terms of the kind of way that women approach, um, you know, buying businesses and own businesses compared to men? I, I know there are quite a lot of women in the mastermind, but still it's, the, it's, it's I think, what, 70, 30 or 60, 40? There's still a lot of more men than there are women, right? Yeah, it's a minority. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. It is. And I don't quite know why that is. Um, it's, I, I, I just don't know. I don't know. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that buying a business is so much about building a relationship and being empathetic with the mm-hmm. owner. And uh, and I think that typically women are a lot better at that than men I, are. I would agree. I would agree. Those skills are, come naturally to women a lot a lot faster than they would to men. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, a lot, lot, I mean, I am, it was surprising to see there, not that there are men, um, women there, but it's far fewer women. And, and it's not even an intimidating group. It's like a very welcoming group. Yes. Yet, very few women are there and very few women are thinking of building a kind of uh, businesses or multiple businesses, yeah. that kind of level. So do you think this is a mindset thing again, that women feel that they shouldn't? Years ago, when I had the, um, the, the, the coaching and mentoring uh, company, I, I would look out to the audience and it would be 99% female. So the you know, complete uh, opposite. I felt quite intimidated, actually. Um, uh, sometimes the only man in the in the in the room. Um, so it, it's I don't quite know why it, it's it's less women are attracted to business buying because the skill set, the the empathy is is just probably more finely tuned in mm-hmm. women than it is than it is in men. I mean, sometimes you know guys can be a bit of a blunt object when it comes to negotiating i think women <laughs> probably approach it with a little bit more uh, finesse <laughs> than some of the than some of the men do so i don't i don't know really what the what the reason is it's just um uh the way the way it happens but it's changing i think i see more women coming into the program actually mm. I, I, there are quite a few in in, in our in our, yeah, yeah. In our yeah. And um, and the ones who you know who's speaking as well like this morning, there were about two or three who did she speak? And yes, were, right. yeah. yeah, it's 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 quite inspiring and quite you know quite interesting to see. So let's wrap this up. Tell us what kind of skills um, do you think a, a successful uh, business owner should, would have? You know, someone who's buying business, not building business, but buying well, a business buyer, successful business yeah. buyer should right. have. Yeah. yeah. Well, probably the same skills that make you successful in life. So um, uh, having a goal, having focus, having a steps to get there, not 
procrastinating, not being distracted, um, being adaptable, though, being flexible uh, and um, building relationships, uh, seeing things from the other person's perspective, um, being able to uh, solve problems, being able to make decisions, resolve differences uh, and then um, draw things to a conclusion, not dance around it for too long, get the deal over the line, build the relationships with the staff and the management, um, uh, give share the vi- the vision that you have. So all, all of those, I think you probably said about 20 things there. So all of those things contribute. It's not, I wish it was just one thing we needed to be good at, but there's lots of things that contribute. I'm glad you said that because I think this idea that there's a switch that you come on and press and then all of a sudden you get you acquired these skills is is a falsity. And if somebody tells you that, you know, you can you know do this and read this book and you'll be most amazing person, whatever. Again, it's a falsity. It has to be a skill that you acquire over time through experience and through learning. And also, I think one of the biggest but one of the biggest um, factors I find is immersing yourself, having people around you who are like-minded, who are on the same path. I think, that really I think yeah. this is why masterminds work so well because yeah. people are on the same journey as you, so you can have that support. Plus, obviously, exactly. I, I love the energetic container. You're in the same container. You're learning and bouncing off ideas from each other. So I think that's one of the important factors. But on that note, we're going to wrap up. Thank you so much for your time today, Jonathan. Jonathan, tell us, where can we find you on the internet? How can we connect with you? Yeah, so so LinkedIn, so Jonathan J on LinkedIn uh, and on YouTube, the Jonathan J YouTube channel. I've got over 120 videos on buying a business uh, and also my business buying strategies podcast that you can find on iTunes. Wonderful. So if you are listening to us on the podcast, we will have these links for Jonathan in the show notes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, down below in the description section, once again, we'll have the links for Jonathan. Do check him out. Like I said, he's my mentor and I'm super, super chuffed to be interviewing him for on my podcast today. But check him out. He's amazing. And um, and, and go and see if you, if you really want to build a business. I think from what I've learned from Jonathan is it's easier to buy a business than to build one. So go and check that out and see how that can work for you. But thank you so much, Jonathan, for being such an amazing guest. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you very much. And thank you for listening to me and Jonathan today. I will be back with another Money Talkie segment with another individual and somebody who can ask and sort of, you know, get some golden nuggets for them so that you and I can build a better business. Until the next time you meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.